Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, I got my dear brother, David Schuster. Good to have you, man. Dr. Richie, great to be with you in person. Glad to have you here. Uh, we got a lot to cover. Let me start. Top story of the day, Texas massacre, all right? This is one of the most horrific things you will ever see. Let me be very clear about this, okay? Our leadership, our political leadership, they are feckless. You have children dead, another mass shooting. You had a mass shooting just a few days ago. The killer wanted to kill black people in particular. Let's put up a picture of this killer. This killer killed 19 children, two teachers in Uvalde, Texas. This is being called a school rampage. The Instagram account is where we got that from. The Instagram account posted an image three days ago of two rifles, including what appeared to be a Daniel Defense AR-15 with a high-capacity magazine. Another image from April 28th showed someone holding a magazine. He has a fascination with guns, all right? So let's talk about that. What do you think the fascination with guns come from? Well, it's because we have a gun culture in the United States of America. A gun culture, a fascination with guns in this country. You see, they're real victims. Once again, this is not just a story. This is not just a segment. This is not normative. And you should not become desensitized to the reality of this carnage. Put up the picture of some of the victims we've been able to confirm. I want you to look at them. You can see their faces, right? You can see their beautiful smiles. They're dead. All of them are dead. You know, People have asked and keep their pictures up. Doc, why did the death toll keep changing? The death toll kept changing because parents had to submit to DNA test to confirm if their children were dead or not. They were not even recognizable to their own family members. Republicans are saying, oh, this is not the time to politicize. Damn it, this is the time to politicize because politicize means to be concerned with the affairs of your community, your government, and your country. That is the definition of political. We elect politicians to solve actual problems. That's the entire reason you have the job. Would anyone say to a plumber, who has a broken pipe in front of him or her, this is not the time for you to start being a plumber. No, we elected you to be a problem solver. That's why you're here. That's why you have this job. Now, let me go to Steve Kerr. Coach Kerr, he was supposed to talk about basketball, right? Here's what he said. I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had 
elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. Coach Kerr had more to say. Here it is. 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. You see, Kerr broke with routine. You see, he was told, go there, say, we are devastated by this. We're going to have a moment of silence. Uh, and, 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 and we're going we're to do this in the name of those victims. We're going to play basketball in the name of victims. No, he broke routine. That's leadership. Sometimes leadership has to break routine. You know who did not break routine? This guy. I'd hoped when I became president, I would not have to do this again. Another massacre, Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school, beautiful, innocent, second, third, fourth graders. And how many scores of little children who witnessed what happened, see their friends die as if they're on a battlefield, for God's sake. <clears throat> They'll live with it the rest of their lives. There's a lot we don't know yet. There's a lot we do know. The parents who will never see their child again. Routine. All right, routine, right? Every president has a playbook they follow when things like this happen. Console the country. Talk about the victims. Express outrage. Here's the next step in the plan. Go to the location where it happened. Meet with some of the family members. Hold a press conference in the locality of the carnage. Go back to D.C. Make a press release. Say that 
something needs to be done and then blame it on the opposition party that nothing has been done. Routine. The guy who coaches basketball sounds like the president I would prefer to have in moments like this. Let me give you some more background. 18-year-old killer slaughtered 19 children and two teachers, according to the updated report from the AP. This was at a Texas elementary school. He barricaded himself inside of a single classroom and began shooting anyone that was in his way, authorities said Wednesday, in detailing the latest mass killing to rock the United States. Law enforcement officers eventually broke into the classroom and killed the gunman who used an AR-style rifle. Police and others responded to Tuesday's attack, also went around breaking windows at the school to enable students and teachers to escape. The lieutenant of the Texas Department of Public Safety said NBC's, on NBC's Today Show, Olivares told CNN that all of the victims were in the same fourth grade classroom, Rob Elementary. The killer barricaded himself by locking the door and just started shooting children and teachers that were inside that classroom. He said, it just shows you the complete evil of the shooter. Put up the picture of the children again. These beautiful these beautiful children were eradicated by a killer who purchased the weapon legally because our laws and our policies allow it. The killer can purchase an AR rifle before he can purchase a glass of beer. Delon Silva, whose nephew was in a nearby classroom, said students were watching a movie when a bullet shattered a window. Moments later, their teacher saw the armed assailant walking past the door. Oh, my God. He has a gun. The teacher shouted twice, according to Silva. The teacher did not even have time to lock the door. Investigators did not immediately disclose the motive, but identified the assailant as Salvador Ramos, a resident of the community about 85 miles west of San Antonio. Ramos had hinted on social media that an attack could be coming, suggesting that kids should watch out, according to State Senator Roland Gutierrez, who said he had been briefed by state police. Ramos legally brought, bought, and brought two AR-style rifles just days before the attack, soon after his 18th birthday. One of the guns he purchased was a federally licensed, uh, at a federally licensed dealer on May 17th. That's according to the senator. Ramos bought 375 rounds of ammunition the next day and then purchased the second rifle on May 20th. On that day, an Instagram account appearing to belong to the killer shared a photo of two AR-style rifles. 
Earlier, law enforcement officials said one Border Patrol agent who was working nearby when the shooting began rushed into the school without waiting for backup and shot and killed the gunman. The agent was wounded but able to walk out of the school. Um, you know, the school uh, actually had somebody already there uh, with a gun uh, that did not stop this killer. You know what could have stopped him based on the facts of this scenario? A policy that said you cannot purchase this weapon. You can't do that. We don't allow you to purchase this kind of weapon. And I know some will push back and say, well, if he really wanted to get his hands on a gun, he could have. He could have done it illegally, even if there was a policy saying he could not do so legally. Well, you're right. Okay, let's go down this rabbit hole. People can still get things illegally. The idea is to restrict it. Maybe the time it takes in order to get a gun illegally Maybe something happens in that period of time where he talks himself out of it or somebody else talks him out of it. Or perhaps he commits to trying to do the illegal thing and he's caught and arrested and apprehended in the process of trying to get an illegal firearm. But you never get to that space when you are creating laws and creating an atmosphere to literally make it easy for killers to kill. David, what are your thoughts on this? <clears throat> when there was an assault weapons ban, mass shootings they went, went down. down. That's right. When the assault weapons ban was allowed to lapse, mass shootings went up. 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I was working at Current TV with the Young Turks, and I had to go to Newtown, Connecticut to cover the Sandy Hook massacre. That was 10 years ago. It was the absolute worst story of my life. Yeah. And I, we didn't even get close. We didn't even get, get, get close to the parents, get close to the carnage, but just being there was the absolute worst. Since then, I now have two kids. Yeah. I have a third grader. She's going to be in fourth grade. I have a five-year-old who's going to be in kindergarten in the fall. We live... 20 minutes from Newtown, we have to explain to our kids why are there numbers on the windows of these classrooms? So the police know which classroom to go to when there's a report of a shooter? Why is there a police car outside of our school all the time? We have had to explain to our daughter what happened in Newtown. We now have to explain what happened in Texas. And we have to do so in a way that says, well, don't be frightened. Well, does this happen anyplace else in the world? Sure, there are people who have mental health issues around the world. There are people who have domestic violence, there's problems. But no, it doesn't happen around the rest of the world. It happens in the United States. Well, why, Daddy? Why does it happen in the United States? Yep. And as a parent, this isn't even the most challenging thing the parents are going through. The most challenging thing are those parents in Newtown, the parents in Parkland, the parents in Texas who now have to look at that bed where their child once slept and that's gone forever. This is what we have become in this country. It is shameful, it is despicable, and the fact of the matter is, nothing is going to get done. Yeah. Because the Democrats don't have the courage to do anything, the Republicans aren't doing anything, well that's fine. If you say that we can't pass gun control, well Republicans, what are you doing about mental health? What are you doing to make sure that when somebody is called, when the police are called to this Ramos's family home, as they were five, six, seven times in the past several years, what are you doing to make sure that that gets notified to other people? Yeah. There has to be some system that you put in place to capture these red flags if you're not going to do anything else. And that's the thing, man. The majority of America, they agree with the red flag solution. And the red flag solution is simple. If you do things, if you have a pattern of behavior that's questionable, you are now red flagged, all right? You're under investigation. 
They can legally stop you from getting a weapon while that red flag is active. You have to do things to get away from the red flag, to get the red flag dismissed against you. Why? Because that can protect lives. That's it. Ronnie Jackson defends guns. He blames rap music. He's not blaming gun culture. Representative Ronnie Jackson out of Texas on Wednesday defended the Second Amendment while suggesting that video games and rap music were to blame for the school massacre in his state. Here's the video. Our, our prayers and our thoughts are with the families there. It's just, it's unbelievable. It's just a unbelievable evil. And I just, I don't know how someone could actually do something like this. I think, you know, there's going to be all kinds of discussions coming up, unfortunately, you know, in, in the media regarding uh, Second Amendment and regarding uh, the, the, the other issues in, uh, around guns in, in this country. But I think we really need to ask the question, well, how could something like this happen? How could somebody do something so evil? I mean, what kind of person, what kind of animal can do this? And I just think that kids are exposed to all kinds of horrible stuff nowadays too. I look back and I think about the, you know, the horrible stuff that they hear when they listen to rap music, the video games that they watch from a really early age with all of this horrible violence and stuff. And I just think that, you know, and they have this access to the internet on a regular basis, which is, you know, it's just not good for kids, I don't think. And so I don't know what's going on, but I think we need to stop at this particular point. Nobody needs to be pointing fingers too much right now. Oh, I'm pointing fingers uh, because this is a time when you blame people and you eliminate them from the narrative of solutions because you realize that they are useless in solving an actual problem. Uh, and to the black guy who uh, works for that conservative news outlet, um, bootlicker, that's all you are, sir. I remember you. I've debated you on Fox News a couple of times. I see you didn't listen to my advice whatsoever. To the uh, elected official who decided to blame this on video games and rap music. Remember, there is no evidence whatsoever that rap music had anything to do with any of what happened. Here's the thing, they simply would like to pivot away from a solutions-based argument that connects to guns in this country. They say, well, it's gun control or it's gun restriction. Let me explain how ridiculous those terminologies are and the right has been able to message them successfully. With every constitutional right you have is also a statutory responsibility. There's a legal responsibility to every constitutional right. We all have the constitutional freedom of speech. That speech is protected. You can use that speech in order to create danger. That speech is no longer protected. The government can't penalize you now for that speech. Does anybody call that speech control? Does anybody call that speech restriction? No, we call that common sense, just as common sense should be applied to guns in America. Uh, Ronnie Jackson endorsed uh, by the Texas Right to Life Committee. Let's put up some of these pictures of him, Donald Trump, obviously, uh, and him shooting a gun because that makes him an amazing person to those who are on the right. Representative Jackson introduced the No User Fees for Gun Owners Act. This legislation would amend Title 18 of the United States Code and the National Firearms Act to ban any state or unit of local government from imposing any insurance requirement or any tax user fee or other similar charges as a condition of continued ownership of a firearm, pistol or revolver. These individuals are literally creating laws in order to make it easier for people to get their hands on the most dangerous weapons known to man. 
All right, David, thoughts here. Well, the political argument from the right is that, well, if you allow people to restrict the sale of assault weapons, then they're gonna come and get your guns. The federal marshals are gonna come into your homes, they're gonna take away your guns. That is a lie, but it is a lie we keep hearing repeatedly that Republicans claim, oh, if we give even an inch now on the assault weapons ban, well, then the second, they're coming for the second. This is not about the second amendment. Right. But that lie is gonna be repeated over and over, particularly this weekend when the National Rifle Association has their you know, conference in Houston, you're gonna hear people say over and over, well, we can't, we can't afford to do any regulation because if they do, then they're gonna come and get your pistols next. That's a lie. Yeah, and you have to remember, man, 90% of Americans agree that universal background check should be a norm. Yeah. Uh, the majority of uh, National Rifle Association members believe the same. That's based on three recent surveys that were done uh, for their members. But it's the leadership of the NRA, uh, it's the leadership of the Republican Party, they think differently. Uh, and right now we literally have a minority ruling class that controls all of these major policy decisions. These individuals are contrary to the normative thinking of most Americans. Uh, and we have to continue to fight for leaders who are willing to stand up to them. Florida lawmaker has threatened to kill the President of the United States. Let me make it very plain. Put up the picture of the lawmaker, okay? In the wake of the school shooting in Texas, okay? This Florida lawmaker, has decided to threaten the life of current President Joe Biden if he should take action on guns. GOP Representative Randy Fine, state rep from District 53, southern portion of Brevard County, Florida, in response to, past, uh, to the past school shooting, he advocated for increasing security in schools and teachers carrying guns in classes. So I get to that in a minute. Let's put up uh, Randy's tweet. I have news for the embarrassment that claims to be our president. Try to take our guns and you'll learn why the Second Amendment was written in the first place. Okay. Um, why has he not been arrested? I'm sure he's at least on the no-fly list, right? Why is there not a full investigation from the Department of Justice? Why hasn't President Biden spoke to this directly? This is a threat, is it not? Uh, let me talk about a policy dynamic that this uh, individual brought up about teachers carrying guns. This is one of their solutions, right? Guns everywhere, more guns, more guns, more guns. Well. The reality is that policy will not work. Number one, the majority of teachers do not want to carry guns. Number two, the majority of school administrators do not want their teachers carrying guns. Number three, the majority of parents do not want teachers carrying guns. Number four, the majority of Americans do not want teachers carrying guns. Number five, the majority of students do not want their teachers carrying guns. Number six, insurance companies will not insure school systems where teachers are allowed to carry guns. Number seven, Legislation that has been passed previously that would allow teachers to carry guns. Well, that legislation in many instances was overturned by other courts. So this is one of those solutions they throw out. It's not really a solution. It's meant to appease people for a moment 
so that those on the right can say something like, well, well, there are solutions on the table that we're not trying right now. Well, what about this solution? There's a guy that literally said we need to create booby traps inside of schools in order to trap gunmen. That was an actual recommended protocol to stop a mass shooting in a school. Thoughts? It's insanity. It's insanity. And even if they do want teachers to carry guns, okay, well, does this guy have a plan for how you're going to train the teachers? Does he have a plan for how he's going to pay for the teachers to get these weapons? Does he have a plan for how he's going to safeguard these weapons so that other students don't get in there? And that's the problem with these ideas. Republicans come up with what sounds like maybe to them and to their audience a reasonable solution, but there's no follow through. There's nothing to support. Well, here's how we're going to do it. And that's how you know that these are simply this is empty rhetoric. It doesn't yep. have any meaning. It's just simply playing to their base. And again, this guy goes right to this idea that Republicans continue to lie about that they're coming to take away your guns, even if we do something like ban assault weapons. And you know that is misleading to people. It's lying to the American people and it's endangering all of our kids. That's right. And here's the thing, your right to bear arms is not your right to bear bazooka. We're talking about extreme carnage here. We're talking about weapons that are not utilized for lawful purposes. We're talking about 18 year olds getting their hands on weaponry without any level of training or vetting or requirement from that particular locality. All right, that state government has said, oh, free for all. You, you can do however you want to do it. And let me tell you, this has nothing to do with the Constitution. They keep saying this is about the Constitution and freedom. Bearing arms is a constitutional right. No mistake about it, it's in the Constitution. I got some problems with it, but it's in the Constitution. Voting is a right as well. The Constitution protects your right to vote. You literally have the same body, the same political body, constantly passing laws to make it easier to obtain one right and harder for the other. All right, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen Wood. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're I feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. What's up? Last chance. Well, I'm, we're servicing about 25% of the Get community. The out of my neighborhood. It's 8 30 okay. at night, and it's too late to be hey, doorbell. Hey, don't go. Call Hey, don't touch me. Go! Don't touch me. Do not touch me. You what? I will, I will, I will sue you. Go ahead. Okay. Get the. Hey, hey, don't touch me. Hey, don't touch me. Hey, get out of here, dude. You cannot touch me. I'm calling you. Know who I am? Call them. Call. Okay. I will call. Call your reinforcers. Dude, you're crazy. Hey, you're crazy, man. Get out of my neighborhood. Who you work for? Off me. Tell me who you are. I'm. Eco Shield, dude, get off of me. Hey. Get out of here. Hey, get off of me, dude. I'm out of Where here. Where's your car? Huh? Where's your car? It's get coming. In and go home. It's coming. This is for my own protection. Do not come back near my house. That is assault, Do sir. Do not come near my house. That is assault. I will assault you. Okay. That's nothing. Okay, that is a threat. Yeah. Okay. It is a threat. Then you're Pops would have caught them hands. Uh, here's the thing. The young man is doing a job, that's a difficult job. And listen, every single one of us, we have been approached by somebody knocking on the door saying, hey, are you interested in, right? Maybe you're busy, maybe you're just not interested, maybe you're offended that somebody knocked on your door. But have you ever done that? Followed them, harassed them, 
and then physically assaulted them? No, because you don't have Karenicity DNA inside of you. That's why. Uh, so this individual thought it was an appropriate idea to physically assault uh, an individual who's simply working in that community. If he did not like it, he could have said something without the physical attack. Uh, and because of that physical attack, uh, this male Karen has landed right here on Indisputable. All right, uh, David, multiple crimes took place here, obviously. And I got to say this, man, the guy who was recording, uh, you know, that's an employee of the month. Yeah. He stayed calm. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, look, we all get phone calls all the time, spammers trying to sell us stuff, people coming to our door. If you don't want it, don't answer the phone, don't pick up the door. I think the unfortunate thing is, is if this guy were to actually be charged with a crime with assault, he could probably get out of it by reason of not guilty, by reason of insanity. Because who would do this hmm. not wearing any shoes, not wearing he, any socks? He, he was barefoot. barefoot. All the other guy had to do, the salesman could have just stopped on his feet and said, oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, people just don't think. And if you're one of those people who don't, if you don't think and you just know you get angry, Stay inside, stay at yeah. home. I'm glad that the worker is okay, uh, but obviously uh, this is this kind of reaction cannot be tolerated. No. And so we provide a mirror for reflection and possible correction. Okay, um, I got something for everybody. Double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're, you're I feel right. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. In my driveway, and Excuse I have it on video. Me? I have it on video. I did not. <laughs> That's a crime, you know. I did not do that. Why would I do that? That house has security cameras on it, and I have it all on video. I have you never... pooped in front of the blue truck. No, I have not. Well, that's not what the camera says. You look just like the person on camera. Can I see this video? It's on a hard drive. I can bring the laptop later. Okay. Well, you can come back. Ma'am. Ma'am, please don't tell me you defecated on this man's property. Because I wanted to believe you at first. I said Obviously, your neighbor is off his rocker here. But um, Madam Karen, can I call you Karen? When he offered to provide the evidence that you did this deed, you simply walked away. David. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost have sort of no words. I mean, she could have said it was the dog. She could have said, okay, yeah, I did it. I was having a really bad day. I was really mad at you for the following reasons. Sir, and it's still I don't wrong. give a damn. Come on, it David. It still would have been wrong. David. But at least, you, have you at ever least been she that mad? She could have come clean, <laughs> pardon the pun. Uh, and she could have said, yeah, of course, you know, and, no, and, and just sort of go with it. Yeah, of course I pooped on your yard because, you know, you mad, you made me mad the other day. <laughs> and then they can have an argument about what is appropriate responses to, to being angry. But for her to just sort of walk away, deny it, uh, not accept any sort of responsibility when he's got the evidence. Uh, she knows she did it. Um, she's got some serious mental health issues. No, never man. mind no. uh, whatever bowel issues that she has um, and no, desire I, to I, I mark her territory. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree, brother. I, I don't think she has any mental health issues. I think she's a nasty individual inside and out if she decided to do this. Uh, and she got caught because she didn't realize her neighbor had a camera. Um, that This is just, yeah, it's ridiculous. All right, so we got to do this. Um, Anti-Karens Unite. You're screaming at employees, 
Look, I, I have to come in that garage. If I ran into you, it would be your fault. Look, you have a lot of room. This is a no fire lane. You have a lot of room, lady. <laughs> We're waiting for somebody to come out. You what I'm saying? She's right there. In the you ain't got to be disrespectful like that. You're not supposed crazy. to be Bastard. This is crazy. Look, look at this Karen stuff, y'all. Look at Karen. Look at look at this. This is crazy. You are not supposed to. You know you're not supposed to park here. What does that sign say? Can't you read? Are you stupid? What do you think you're talking? I don't give a either. Can you just go and leave us alone, please? <laughs> this is crazy. You know that. No. no, I said you better call the cops. Look, I think it's a good idea. There's a lot of room right here, lady. Yeah. Everybody can get through. Look. That's not the problem. I know. Well, what, Ten people drove We're waiting on her. Here. Look, we're you're waiting on her. You're the only we're person that said something. We're waiting on her to come down. Oh, look, stop look. acting like no, this look, look. goddamn chop. Look at ma'am. We're delivering her car to her. This lady right here. <laughs> no, I live here. This lady live right here. This is her car. Upstairs right there. Oh, there's more. It gets worse. Here it is. Could you tell these people to move their cars? They're not supposed to be here. Thank you. I can't even get in my garage most of the time. Wow. And they're acting like a bunch of too. Would you get please? You've been living here for a long time. You know better than this. You don't need to be rude. You're rude too. You. Don't worry about it, bro. Just leave it. Just leave it. You call me a whore. I'll call almost, you a son of a bitch. We're almost done already. We're almost done. Yes. But you are. You don't live here. It's okay. That's okay. I pay my bills here. You don't. It's okay, ma'am. Oh, yeah? You're delivering the car from where? Because I want to know where. We're delivering the car from auction. I know. Don't. Who's he? Does he work for Just you? Don't worry about that it. That son of a I, bitch. Don't worry about it, ma'am. Get either. Come on. Come on. Don't you talk down to me, you son of a bitch. Just, she, she, just let her be on one. Get her out of here right okay. now. You okay, Karen. Come on. Okay, Come on, Karen. Go. You better clear out. The cops are on the way. Jesus Christ. Better do nothing. Yeah, so you got Karen, you got a backup Karen, and then you have the anti-Karens all in one situation. Okay, uh, so the Karenicity runs deep in this one. Obviously, she doesn't like that they were parked somewhere temporarily. The extreme reaction shows her level of privilege her status, or at least her perceived status, even when it is revealed that they are there to do legitimate business with one of her actual neighbors. By the way, this Karen said they were lying at first. Even when it is revealed, okay, wait a minute. You're wrong, Karen. They are there for legitimate business. They are there servicing one of your neighbors. This is why I question the authenticity of some of these folks. As soon as she realized that she was wrong, she didn't say, you know what? I've just made a big deal out of nothing. I so apologize. We've had some issues in the area. I was a little hypersensitive. Please accept my apology. Nothing like that. What does she do? She starts to curse out the neighbor. <laughs> she starts to double down on the individuals who are simply working. And that's why she deserves a spot on Indisputable. I'm just glad Marjorie Taylor Greene was there to help her. The woman around <laughs> here walked up and, and sort of joined Karen, right. showed her some camaraderie. Yeah. Um, we now live in a world where it would be wise for everybody, people who have a temper, people who have Karenicity, to recognize 
there's a better chance than not now you will always be on camera. Uh, and even if you're not a nice person, even if you're somebody who misbehaves, even if you're somebody who's quick to have a temper, I think most Americans, most people around the world don't wanna look like an absolute embarrassment and have the internet do its thing to you. So at least put on an act, at least say, oh, you've got a camera rolling, okay, I'm gonna tone it down a little bit, I'm gonna be a little bit, a little bit nicer. Yeah. I'm sorry, I, I just was curious about your parking situation here. Can you please kindly move the car and then go and you know kick the dog, <laughs> whatever you need to do. Yeah, think, <laughs> think, about, think about your grandchildren. So I did predict this, uh, a guy who can barely put together an intelligent sentence has now won the GOP primary in the state of Georgia for the US Senate. He won the Republican primary, he will face off with Reverend Raphael Warnock, US Senator currently. Uh, when approached about the mass shooting and gun violence in America, this is what the potential U.S. Senator had to say. Hey, Bonnie Roger with CNN. I know. Are you, do you support any new gun laws in the wake of this Texas shooting? Do what now? Do you support new gun laws in the wake well, of this Texas like shooting? Do, what I like to do is see it and, uh, and everything and stuff. I like to see it. You know, uh, My favorite New Jersey team. What I like to do is see it. Uh, See, I didn't want to see it. What? Let me tell you what's really happening here. Herschel Walker has not received instructions on what to say. That's why he had no answer that was even appropriate to the question. Even if you disagree with the answer, typically a politician has an answer appropriate to the question. He couldn't even do that. Because he has not been given instruction. There's a reason why he won the Republican primary yesterday. I want you to be reminded of a few things out of the state of Georgia. Not only is he a Trump endorsed candidate, he's also a very popular sports figure. But those things alone did not secure this for him. Remember, Donald Trump also endorsed Purdue to win the gubernatorial primary. Um, that didn't work. He endorsed Bernie Jones in the Congress, that didn't work. So it's not just the endorsement of Trump or the popularity of his name. It's also the reality that everyone who voted for him in Georgia, they know good and damn well, he will simply be a surrogate for whatever the hell they tell him to do. He has no backbone, he has no integrity. He has no independent volition whatsoever in the political space in particular. Walker, backed by former President Donald Trump, is one of the party's top fundraisers. I'm talking about in the whole country. As the GOP seeks to regain control of the upper chamber after losing both of Georgia's U.S. Senate seats, January 2021 runoffs. The first time candidate celebrity status and a campaign that has largely avoided public events and non-friendly media interviews prevailed in a crowded six-way race to face Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock in November. So let me remind people of how Herschel won. Herschel Walker beat a lot of Republicans. One of those Republicans is the Commissioner of Agriculture, already a statewide elected official. He slaughtered him. He beat a current statewide GOP elected official with ease. He never participated in a debate. He never engaged in a serious interview. All of his lies about graduating from college top of the class, 
his issues with um, his background, his uh, issues with his businesses. All of that was well known to everybody that voted for him. Now, you may say, well, in a general, it would be different because obviously this guy compared to Raphael Warnock, come on, right? Okay, I want you to remember that GOP turnout in the Georgia primary was three times higher than Democratic turnout. That means that they have a hyper turnout. Typically, when a primary has a hyper turnout, it translates into a hyper turnout for Democrats. Now, why do you think Democrats have such a low turnout? Could it be because Democrats or those who vote left-leaning are not excited? Could it be because the popularity or the brand of D.C. and Biden and Harris not great right now among those on the left? Yes, all of that becomes an anchor to the ship in the political world. All right, David Thoughts. I'm still happy that Herschel Walker is the nominee because I think <clears throat> Republicans, you know Georgia better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Republicans have been counting on picking up the Georgia Senate seat as part of their math for regaining control of the US Senate. Same thing with Pennsylvania. When you look at what the Republicans have done with their nominees in Pennsylvania and in Georgia and the strong candidates the Democrats have, I think the odds keep going back towards Democrats maintaining control of the US Senate and possibly expanding it. Yes, there's a lot of work the Democrats are still gonna have to do with a Herschel Walker who's not gonna participate in debates, who's not gonna say much, and he's gonna simply get to try to define Warnock as some sort of extremist. Democrats still have got to get the message out about Herschel Walker, but I think Democrats should be pleased when they see a guy like Herschel Walker win the nomination to be the Republican nominee for um, for U.S. Senate in Georgia. I would be more comfortable with that analysis if Georgia was actually a blue state. Mm. I think there's an assumption that Georgia flipped blue. As you know, obviously there was a lot of um, propaganda that said we flipped Georgia. All right, that was the national narrative. Georgia has not flipped. Georgia happens to have. Two United States senators that are Democrats, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Both of them are dear friends of mine, but Georgia has not flipped. Remember, Georgia is still has a Republican governor, Republican lieutenant governor, Republican secretary of state, a Republican House, a Republican Senate. It still is majority Republican with their county commissioners, the sheriffs, and the list goes on and on. How did Ossoff and Warnock win? They won because of a few dynamics. Number one, you actually did have hyper turnout right. of Democrats. You had an excited base. You also had a depressed base with Republican voters in Georgia because Donald Trump and his surrogate said things like the election is rigged. They said this during the runoff. They said don't vote until there's an audit because these Chinese voting machines are rigged. Mm -hmm. All right, that created, according to the survey that was done after the election, that created a 4% drop in conservative participation. Warnock and Ossoff won within those margins of the people that were conservatives who stayed home. They're not making that mistake again. Uh, so they got some work to do. Democrats have a lot of work to do to make sure they can defeat a person that once again has absolutely no backbone whatsoever. He'll fit right in uh, to DC. This week, the Justice Department, they are issuing a directive what is the directive? To change existing rules about any law enforcement under the DOJ to intervene if they witness use of excessive force or mistreating people in custody. The directive was posted on their website Monday. Good for them. Uh, this rule uh, actually only applies to federal police officers. 
Let me tell you why that's a nothing burger for me. Um, the stories that we report on, on Indisputable, typically do not involve a federal police officer shooting an unarmed black person. Has it happened? Of course it has. We're trying to make sure that it's all encompassing, all right? Everybody, all cops have to rise to a new level, a higher level of accountability and responsibility. Uh, this does not do that. Um, some call it a step in the right direction, all right? Uh, it's the policy of the Department of Justice to value and preserve human life, Garland wrote in the four-page memo. Officers may use only the force that is objectively reasonable to affect to effectively gain control of an incident while protecting the safety of the officer and others. Remember, this only applies to federal officers. Uh, in the, uh, it's the first time the Department of Justice, DOJ, has changed the use of force policy in 18 years. Officers must recognize and act upon the affirmative duty to intervene, to prevent or stop as appropriate. Any officer from engaging in excessive force or any other use of force that violates the Constitution, other federal laws or department policies, in or on the reasonable use of force. It will apply to who? U.S. Marshals, the FBI, Drug Enforcement Administration, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. The DOJ cannot make requirements to local law enforcement that would take an act of Congress to stop police violence. Um, let me help you out here. DOJ, President of the United States, you guys are great at telling us, give you more power, you can change things. Well, I did some research here. You actually can change things with the current power that you have. You can literally stop federal dollars from going to every police agency who decides to violate the rights of members in that community. You have the authority to do that today. It does not require an act of Congress. Hell, it doesn't even require anyone to agree with your directive. Just like you created this directive about other law enforcement agencies in the federal government, you can create a directive for the budget and defund police agencies, local, city, county, and even state agencies that are adversarial and antithetical to the communities they serve. But you're unwilling to do that. You want us to believe you have no power. You have the power to change. That purse string is your power. Use it. Um, also, this is what's going to happen today on the second anniversary of George Floyd's murder. President Biden is set to sign an executive order on police reform this afternoon. The order will include a new use of force requirements and create a new national law enforcement accountability database to keep track of misconduct claims and uh, disciplinary records of officers, but only for federal officers. It also encourages local police departments to make similar changes and contribute to the database, but the order does not legally apply to them. Here's the other thing. Guess what? I did some more research here, Dave. They can make it, the federal government can make it a requirement in order to obtain the normative federal dollars that you benefit from, that your community may benefit from. You must voluntarily sign up for the database. Mm. That is a prerequisite. They can do that right now, they choose not to. Voluntarily. You know, my initial reaction to the DOJ memo was that it wasn't worth the paper that it was written on. Yeah. However, when you're talking about brutality, the, the Attorney General gave up the game here. He said, gain control of an incident 
And that's the key because that tells you police in the United States are trained to gain control. That's a problem because there are a lot of ways you can gain control. It's not just through physical force. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can use de-escalation to calm down a situation to gain control. And if the Department of Justice is really concerned about police brutality, then they should be spending their money and resources on training these local police departments on how to de-escalate. It's not just escalate to take control. It's not just dominate people. It's not just use excessive force. No, there are other ways you can protect police. You can protect your citizens by calming everybody down. And until our police realizes that should be one of their institutional goals, we have a clear institutional problem in America with policing. Yeah, that's right. And here's the other thing. They want to keep saying that they have no jurisdictional authority over police officers. That's not true. The federal government has what's called concurrent jurisdiction, meaning many of the crimes committed that state can prosecute. If the federal government really wanted you that bad, they could prosecute too. Typically, you do not get the double whammy, but for some high profile cases, you do. Police officers do not have a special protection in the US Constitution. Police officers do not have a special federal statutory protection. Literally, if a person can be prosecuted for a crime by the federal government, so can a cop. The only reason why that does not happen is because of culture, not policy. It's because of culture, not statute. It's because of culture, not constitution. All right. Brother, always a pleasure having you on the program. Great being on with you, Dr. Ritchie. Thank you. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Rebel HQ on Facebook, Twitter. Um, You go to the TYT webpage, we do videos just about every day. Sometimes trending videos, viral videos, politics videos, uh, Rebel HQ. On Twitter, you can follow me at David Schuster. Love to hear suggestions if people want to provide tips and things that they want us to investigate. We'll take a look. Always great content. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.